Good afternoon, my name is Molina. This is Jared to Jared. On this week's episode, the Jareds will discuss Daryl Lanka. Contacting Bashar. Jesus Christ. The boys' new religion, galacticism, and much, much more. Houston, prepare for liftoff. So you were abducted by aliens. I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> I thought we talked about this. I thought we maybe, talked about I this. Know. I had sent you a text about it. But... I feel like maybe, you, yeah, I think you did text me, and I maybe <laughs> just ignored it. <laughs> You were a big <laughs> asshole. You ignored it. You, you cared not for my abduction. Yeah. You know? But I think it was like amidst like some other texts. So I just responded to like the most sane sounding one, which wasn't the abduction right, one. Right, 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 yeah. right. There's always those funny memes about like when I open my phone for the first time, my friends text me like 18 times. I'm like, that's probably a Jared's thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always think you're like... You'll be excited, though, when you come back from silence, just yeah, like yeah. some updates, you know, from yeah. Bourdain. And ex- <laughs> yeah, I do get excited when I come back from, from the silence. alien ship, you know. Wait, so do you, do you have like an actual abduction story? I do. So, uh, so I go to sleep, you know. Wait, time out. Is this real or not real? This is real. You're presenting it as real. I'm presenting this as 100% real. Okay. <laughs> now, it's not the best story, of course. But I'm maybe reaching that it's aliens. But I'm telling you this. I went to sleep the other night. Yeah. And I... uh, I don't know what it was. I woke up. I swear to God, my house was shaking. Like, there was a jet flying over my house. It's Amityville Horror, man. Yeah. Like, there's a jet flying over my house. I legit thought there was a jet, like, flying over my house. And I was like... Man, thinking in my head, I was like, man, they're really flying low these days. <laughs> <laughs> really flying those just really, low these really, days. Man. Really low, man. And yeah. like my windows were open and I could <laughs> hear the sound of like engines like. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, this was like happening. And I like woke up. I was just like, oh, shit, this is fucking weird. And then I like closed my eyes again and went back to sleep, you know. Yeah, and sure. fucking, I woke up in the morning. I was a new person. I felt so healthy. I don't know what it was. <laughs> like, my lungs had been restored. Well, yeah. my, Dion thinks it was an abduction. I'm kind of with him on a that. A cleansing Maybe abduction? A cleansing abduction. They abducted yeah. me. You know, they're like, we need to give this, this cat a couple more years. Changed out some organs and some lungs, man. Yeah. Up on the on on the USS Enterprise, bro. That's gonna be when we do make full contact and it gets integrated into like regular life. That's gonna become a thing, like the alien healing centers floating yes. above Santa yes. Fe and Taos, and like right, rich right. people are gonna go on like uh, you know spa treatments right. and the alien ship and stuff where they trade out your lungs. What makes that so appealing is the tangibility, sort of what we were talking about earlier, like. That would be the most tangible thing about it is yeah. you would go and literally get new lungs. Yeah. Fresh start. What do you think alien and religions yeah. are like? Well, we I just, never thought we about just this. to our own religions. Yeah. So think about this. There were moats around the the pyramids. They're fucking Egypt was a jungle, you know. And there were ancient civilizations, and they yeah. say that that the Sphinx 
were actually lion heads before. Yeah. Lion God. Yeah, Lion God. And uh The Lion God comes up everywhere, man. Yeah, they yeah. they shaved them down and yeah. molded them into the Sphinx later on when they found them, you know. Right. And those are some of the only ancient relics we have of of old, old ancient civilization. So Yeah. So we do know alien religion. Exactly. So what it is, is it's, you know, and, and think about the like cave paintings up here in Taos and, yeah. and you know, with the antennas, these aliens sure. and stuff like that. The, the, even, you know, little Lucy, I saw Lucy at the Chicago museum. Oh, whoa. Cool. Yeah. yeah. They actually had her bones there. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's really sick. cool. Yeah. Talk about the Chicago trip. Chicago trip was amazing. Yeah. Um, Chicago's one of those uh, like big little cities. Mm. It's nice. it's like a, if you like got Las Vegas, New Mexico, and just like made it huge. You know. Yeah. Um, has a of course I didn't see the whole city, but you know walked around Soldier Field, went to the uh, Chicago Museum, some really. Went to the oldest, like, Italian restaurant in town. Oh, sick. Yeah, they, like, bring the food Like, Al Capone ate there and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring the food out on trays. You have to, like, walk upstairs to go in there and stuff. Right. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, The city itself was awesome. And then it was put up in, like, the Hilton, you know? That was nice. Yeah. Um, Was able to... uh, hit some buffets the food alone so is worth the trip yeah plus that city's alive man there's just people around all yeah. the time isn't that know? a nice thing like yeah, it is yeah it is we don't get that here no not much although today in the plaza it was pretty nice i was walking around and there are people out and about but it's like tourists it's not like people will actually live right, here you right. know so that's kind of and not at like 11 30 at night yeah you yeah know, you yeah. know sometimes there there's so be. yeah dude there's a lot to be said but just for like, like vibrancy that. just like life right in a city you know what is that the village you know that's returning to the village yeah that's a a key i i I feel like we should write a book about what the new village reconstructing honestly yeah honestly it'd be a worthwhile book but like um yeah i mean when i when i spent that summer in spain granada spain it was like i enjoyed that so much just like the life in the streets where you just like walk outside and it's just like a lot of people around walking places and going to the market like like you don't like take your car to the whole foods or whatever and just like fill up your freaking trunk and drive back so that you don't have to go again for like a week or two it's like there you're just going to like the market every day because it's like near your house so it's just people walking constantly right and there's a life to it it's nice yeah you know yeah you feel like you're yeah village village life right you're around the village we're safe with our people we're we're community yeah yeah we need to have that that space and and even just being around large groups of people there is actually something nice about it it is and soothing because yeah. we're safe we're with the herd yeah um you know we, we have like our civilization around us our yeah, architecture yeah. you know our families right you know the timeline right the sacred timeline bro and i've timeline. been i've been around people constantly for the past uh since like january and it's been really nice actually because i i lived alone up until last january last january i had a roommate for the first time in years and it was like pretty nice actually for the most part like just coming home and someone's there and she had some cats so there are cats there and then 
lived with Ash for a little bit, and that was, like, nice, you know, just, like, people around and pets and life, and now I'm living in the Zendo, and it's, like, there's people there, and it's it's actually really nice. I really freaking, man, I was missing out not having, like, um, just living with people, right, you know, right, just living right. solo. It's, like, it was nice for a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, I I uh, I don't think I'll ever like live with anybody again. I mean, I live yeah. with Dolly, but yeah, I there is something, especially like in American society, I I relate to it a lot as having a space, sure, know, yeah, and being able to have my like fortress of solitude, and that's very much like a right. generational thing too, yeah. as well. You know, but, I mean, it's nice to have your own space too, right, for right. sure, but. Uh, isolating yourself though that's what i want to get away from yeah too, you know totally and uh, is that a thing that you because that's something in the past i've definitely done plenty of which wasn't great but like is is that one of your things like oh self-isolation sure. forever you know yeah. i've had yeah, to, yeah. I've, I've come bad at that of course i go to the other extreme where i do have a lot of friends and i'm hanging out it seems with somebody you know all week long you know yeah yeah but i can go through stages of that and uh you know, an interesting discussion. Me and Dion were talking about just like millennial alcoholism. You know, oh, and how's uh, that different from non-millennial alcoholism? Uh, I think it's uh, that's an interesting question. And just off the top of my head, I would say that it is more uh, functional. Right. It, mm. It's it's more uh, like subjective than objective, you know. Huh. And I think that like uh, golden agers, baby boomers, when you're like alcoholic, you like go to the bars and freaking go to the strip mm. clubs, freaking go to Cheeks. <laughs> like the only strip club santa fe's ever had it was so ghetto nobody would ever oh man it was called cheeks cheeks yeah so scary (laughs) every good crazy better shot (laughs) you know uh beating your wife and shit losing your job you know but i think nowadays especially with the pandemic Mm is we've normalized uh like like almost almost microdosing but it's too much like 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 mm. buzzing uh-huh. or like uh I'm trying to think of a proper word it's where quiet it's, it's like, like a quiet like alcoholism, a quiet alcoholism. Or something. yeah like a casual alcoholism or something like well, I guess, that. I mean we're a definitely more um introverted generation right. for right. sure whether that's good or bad or anything else or whether that's because of the pandemic i don't know whatever but regardless of the causes we're definitely a more introverted generation so yeah i mean that makes sense to me that that would also you know leak into people's like substance use where it's like you're not necessarily going to the bar every night and like i don't know going on a bender and freaking out and doing kind of crazy stuff with other like other people you're just fucking sitting in your house like getting wasted watching the Truman show or something. <laughs> well, then not even necessarily wasted either. Like right, for instance, right, we, yeah. me and Dion have a mutual friend and, uh, you know, multiple mutual friends, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been single for quite some time, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and me and Dion could kind of relate at, you know, have kids, whatever, stay grounded, but you know, there's a relation there too. Yeah. Whereas that like millennial, like, 
uh, uh, sort of habitualness where you go to work, you get off of work, you like get a six pack of like some good IPAs or whatever. Right. Go home, freaking throw on some video games. That's a weird thing too. It's not a... Eat some unhealthy food. Yeah. And like, even if you drink four beers, you can't drive anymore. Sure. Right. Because yeah. you could get, go to jail. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody has money. Right. We don't want freaking DUIs. Yeah. And then you're tired. Like it gets you tired an hour after your fourth beer. You just want to go to sleep. You yeah. Know? Yeah little bit hungover whatever the case if you have five or six then forget it you just don't really want to hang out so what ends up happening is you're not really getting drunk per se you're still going to work and stuff but you're completely isolating yourself you're not saying yes to hang out with people you're not saying yes to go on bike rides to go to the gym to eat good foods to like go mm. to the pumpkin patch you know i don't know clean your house etc yeah. you know go to the pumpkin patch <laughs> Because drinking is good and it's fun, but it's something that shouldn't be had all the time, you know, in access. That's not all what life is, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that, uh, I think it's something that a lot of people deal with nowadays. And I think it, mm. a lot of it spans from the isolation, you know, while it causes yeah. it, too. Yeah, yeah, it's all like a terrible feedback loop, right? Right, right i think too it's like the um i think like craft beers and stuff has kind of like almost shifted the perspective of it because there's a seeming difference it's not a difference but it's a seeming difference between being like like oh i'm just a beer guy man like i got these like really good like hazy ipas from like the brewery down the road and like i have a bunch of them in my fridge you know versus just like a fridge stacked with like Budweiser or something same shit but there seems to be a uh, you know it's almost like a hobbyist sort of thing if it's like uh craft brews and stuff like that but you're still kind of doing the same thing you know right right well that's that goes back to the point of like normalizing uh casual alcoholism right where it's that's like, a weird thing yeah no, normalizing substance this is like abuse, yeah. alcoholism like i'm being cool this is like sideways you know i'm, right, I'm called right. giamatti i drink ipas right. i'm right. not like a drunkard i don't drink like right. i'm not that's a baby a... boomer i'm not gonna drink like freaking jim beam yeah but it's like but you're still drinking right yeah. right do you think that uh alcohol is the most romanticized substance sure Sure. Well, yes or sure. I, don't know. I mean, <laughs> I say sure because it's argued, right? Yeah, you can yeah. argue whether or not it is. But I would say that there is an argument. I want a strong yes. There is a not. I'm not going to give you one. Because <laughs> who knows, man? I've never done crack or anything. But, sure. You know, Maybe crack is really romantic. Really romantic. <laughs> They're always it's dating <laughs> each other. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it seems like they have boyfriends and girlfriends more than I do. So. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, it's a very well, romantic. Because I'm thinking like, yeah, because I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, like Hemingway and shit like that. Right. I mean, you have. OK, take like 1920s Paris, which is like one of the most romanticized, you know, periods and places. Right. 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 And, you know, Hemingway, Fitzgerald, all these artists out there were all like kind of drunk all the time and drinking absinthe and 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 all of that right and then just writing stuff and like i mean their lives were very messy but i think there's a 
quite a lot of bit of romance there, you know, or, or not just those, like a lot of writers, you know, throughout the 20th century. Bukowski, were, Carver. Yeah, exactly, yeah. bro. I mean, there's so many alcoholic writers from the 20th century. Right, right. And it's romanticized. It's very romanticized. But then you don't get like, uh, I don't know, no one's like, oh, yeah, man, like Stephen King doing coke in his house by himself writing about pet cemetery like oh man i wish i was there you know (laughs) (laughs) i like this uh uh, categorizing drugs though uh so alcoholism i like that because i've never really been able to place it and what it is is the romantic drug and i find you know like there's I find, like, marijuana to be the very, like, earthy drug, like, mm. returning to the earth, kind of spiritual. And so is, like, mushrooms, you know. Mm. I mean, there's some romance around weed, but not not as much as alcohol, I feel sure, like. Sure, I, I feel it's more like returning to the earth, you mm. know. Interesting. Um, it's a universal drug is what it is. Uh, just like mushrooms, I yeah. feel like of the earth, you know, they're very yeah. similar. Even though THC doesn't make you hallucinate per se, it's of the same family. Yeah. Uh, health wise, and then there's like you know, chase the dragon of like opium and 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 heroin and those drugs. And what is that? That's like carnal. Is that carnal? Interesting. I don't know. Or is it like God? I don't know what it is. I is guess so like I'm thinking bliss? like I'm not even like, thinking necessarily about <clears throat> about the drug itself as much as like the aesthetic that's sort of built around it. Well, that's what I'm saying to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess like but it depends on like where and when cuz okay, take like heroin or something, right? It's like where it's like okay, or actually because it's an opi- opioid, let's go even further back. Like who is the he was a British writer who, who wrote Confessions of an Opium Eater? Not sure. Forget his name, but anyway, that guy, Samuel Taylor Coleridge, all these like British romantic writers of like the, you know, early 1800s, late, even late 1700s, I think it was, were like doing opium and writing these like weird, like dreamlike pieces of literature and stuff like that. And there was this like opium came from the East and China and all this stuff. There was this weird sort right, of like right. mystical thing going on yes, with it. Yes. There's that. And then you get up, okay, let's say like 20th century. 50s 60s velvet underground all these like you know again writers musicians who were like doing heroin right and there is like a romance there heroin rock shit like that but then you get up to the 21st century where it's just like um opioid crisis and epidemic where it's just like you know you're neighbor jimmy or something had back issues and went to the hospital and they gave him a bunch of pills and now the dude's like addicted to opioids and it's like there's no romance there at all it's just like that's a really shitty shitty situation right you know and it's like big pharma taking advantage of people's pain and like really really horrible things so it's it's it i think the aesthetic or the romance around a a drug kind of changes too during different periods right as it gets commodified right perhaps yeah or even take okay the hallucinogens you know lsd mushrooms all that um very very different image around it and let's say like the 1960s when all that stuff got initially popularized you know sure versus now where it's like almost a uh corporate health movement 
right, you know right right like oh yeah just microdose and then you're like you perform so well at your job and it's like what the hell <laughs> you know? right i mean they go through stages for sure even lsd it was kind of accepted at first and then yeah yeah 80s came around 90s for yeah just it. say it no the devil, yeah. right right the dare and uh same with like marijuana you know it was accepted probably hundreds of years hundreds of years ago right yeah you can even get into like ancient times right Right, like what was going on there yeah yeah yeah. the like afghani kush comes from like this old ancient like weed forest in afghanistan really they found yeah yeah that's nuts yeah so uh even meditation bro i oh sure yeah like i i heard somewhere you fact check this one actually because i'm not sure because i just heard it like on the internet but apparently like a lot of these like hindu guys and stuff like super early on part of their meditation practice was cannabis you know they sit there and get high and just you know it would help them calm the body the, the body and just sit for you know hours focusing on their breath you know right right so which is i believe makes it makes a lot of sense I mean? and again like i say it's in the family of mushrooms of mm. of ayahuasca and stuff like that mm. socially too you know right people don't think think oh uh speed and crack and weed <laughs> yeah you know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's not right. with the family, you know. Weed's not with that family. Like people right, that right. do cocaine don't want to, don't like smoking weed, because it does the opposite uh, of what coke that. does. It yeah. actually like makes you not be a cokehead. I feel like everyone I know who actually does a good amount of coke also smokes a lot of weed, but that might just be like I don't know if they like keep them separate generally. Sure, they, sure, but not you know? not like pothead, like like yeah. like a person who's really like loves weed. Like right. they don't they know that that maybe it's the opposite. They know that coke ruins their high. You know, right, right. And uh, that was one reason why when I was younger, I never did hard drugs because yeah. I just fell in love with, Mar- with Mary Jane. <laughs> right, Mary right. Jane! And uh, it kept me from doing a lot of drugs because I was always just like, ah, I'm high, man. Just like so hungry. Like I'm going to get a milkshake. You know? Sure. Yeah. I don't want to do coke. Like, right. Yeah. It's going to give me a headache. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> right. Right. Eyes all red. Like, (laughs) I want to go out to movie, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, that's why, honestly, I have never really, like, dealt with crazy alcoholism. There have been Mm. times where, you know, you've gone through this, too, where we drink too much, perhaps, whatever, going through some shit. We're trying, you know, get into sort of self-medicating instances, which is not good. But I've never been a person that's like buying hard booze and right, like, right, you know, yeah. slamming every night and freaking, you know, partly I have a kid, but like also like, you know, goals and dreams and, and yeah, the sure. crazy thing about booze is she's a harsh harsh mistress <laughs> and, and needy, you know, yeah, yeah, take your life away if you don't watch out, you know, yeah. So. When I was in college, I did, like, uh, drinking a little bit and writing. Yeah. Because the romance thing, trying to be, like, the writers. But then also, uh, I mean, it did help, like, get into a flow. I remember if I was having a tough time on an essay, I'd have a beer or two and just, like, get into a flow. And it was really fun, actually. I actually really enjoyed that. Like, I get why all these writers are drinking. Well, sure. (laughs) Uh, When I was doing my my dissertation, sure, you know, some wine or whatever 
Yeah, alcohol and academia and too. And There's something there. I feel like academics. I was talking about this with with a colleague of mine the other day, and he's like, "Hey, if you drink, we should get a drink." I was like, "I'm an academic, you know." But yeah, yeah, of yeah. Of course, like yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Now I don't know, but academic drinking culture because we're like uh, PTSD and have trauma and need a drink, or is it because mm-hmm. of a satisfaction? We live a satisfaction a factory life. Well, I where think we there's... can read and write and drink, you know, like scholar. Yeah, I think there's a couple things here, similar to the Zen world, actually, that I'm learning. Like, I mean, well, they well it depends on the person, but like no one's drinking at the zendo right um or even really outside of it that much but there is like people who get into it are very sensitive types there's a lot of artists writers academic kind of people who do get into the meditation spirit world all that sort of stuff and i think it's because they are um they're just sensitive people you know and then i think that's true of academia too because it's like depending on the you know subject matter but it's like you know if you have someone who's like gonna spend you know however many years reading poetry i mean that's like that's a very sensitive person which is great that's really sweet that's someone that's like very aesthetically open and all of that so i think there's an enjoyment of you know going into a flow state you know um which alcohol and other substances can help with if you don't overdo it and then there's also sensitive people sensitive people i mean need to numb sometimes because the world can be harsh you know so then it's 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 uh self-medicating it's a coping thing you know exactly so but i don't know i would you say that's true that people who get into academia are generally more sensitive on the kind of i don't know sensitivity spectrum right right. yeah yeah of course right uh even just look at it historically culture culturally yeah. especially in contemporary culture just like yeah this freak i've literally had girls like go on a date and then not want to hang out with me anymore because they thought i was like a nerd because i like read too much <laughs> you know it's like pretty funny. a sensitive dude you know yeah. it's like oh he's a freaking scholar right. you know or just yeah. like they think you're a freaking gay dude or something yeah, you yeah. Know, just because you like go to see you know which is, nothing would be wrong with that but just like Hey man, I'm like just an academic, you know. It's, yeah, it is what it is, and fucking. Right. But I think there's a spectrum too, because I've met some ha- academics who are freaking yeah, hard headed and oh yeah, God, hard asses. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, totally. They'd be generals and like you know the for sure yeah. if they were yeah. in it, you know. Yeah. So I, there's a spectrum, and just like I can masculine man too, you know, both of us, whatever, like you know being in academia and stuff like that i think yeah there's there's always a range there's always a range of right uh, but alexander the great you know he was conquered the world that dude yeah that dude was a drinker i was an academic too yeah you know yeah do you know about diogenes tell me about him diogenes was a uh, ancient greek mystic kind of dude you know and he would just like weird guy just like he was you know so awakened or whatever that he would just like do whatever he wanted hang out in the plaza and just like do weird shit you know that sort of thing but apparently he was very clever and there's all these stories about like uh, encounters between diogenes and alexander the great where diogenes because he's just so like 
anti-institutional and things like that is always just kind of like giving alexander the great shit so like one of the stories is like diogenes is like lying naked in the plaza just because he didn't care right and um laying in the <laughs> laying in the sun and then alexander the great walks up to him and they never met before and he goes are you diogenes and diogenes is like yes and turns out alexander was looking for him seeking some kind of wisdom because he'd heard so much about him right and then alexander's stamp blocking the sun and casting a shadow over diogenes and alexander is all you know hands on his hips well i'm alexander the great and i've come and then diogenes cuts him off and goes uh yeah well uh you know you're blocking my son so move on you know and that's sort of diogenes's thing but nice i don't know alex the great made me think of that but i don't know so, so essentially yeah glander was a bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. um that's pretty funny yeah. well i like that too because nobody really is shit of anything you know and yeah we, yeah yeah we all but that's the idea the, yeah like, he's like saw through the ego right, stuff you the know inflation of our yeah. own egos you know just like yeah, yeah. oh man i teach english 11 10 <laughs> freaking die tomorrow if i don't right, turn these yeah. grades in it's like sure. dude, just calm down yeah you know yeah well that's been nice that was a big takeaway from this past uh retreat week at the zendo where um let just letting go of of that i guess attachment to like status or institution which i mean i was already not that into status or whatever but like but just like just completely to an extent where it's just like actually a friend of mine i haven't talked to him in years but he was a friend during college had this really funny story where he his dad was like an investment banker or whatever in new york city you know big wig kind of dude um so this kid james was his name um he goes with the with his dad to like you know into the city like do some stuff and they had to like his dad had to like go to this meeting or whatever with all these other suits you know and um and James is like, he's got this, like, doing the hippie thing. He's got his beard and long hair and, like, ragged clothes and stuff. And his dad's like, just like, dude, you, you got to wait outside. Like, you look ridiculous. I'm not bringing you into the <laughs> office like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then James uh, had this, like, funny come uh, comeback where he was just like, he was like, dude, like, if we all stood there fucking naked, it's like, you know, who would look the most dignified then, you know? It's mm-hmm. like me. He's like this in-shape college kid with, like, long hair and a beard. <laughs> he's like, are all you fucking investment bankers all the shit drinking too much you know if we really stood there in our skin like who who's the more dignified one you know and and his dad's just like you're still waiting outside you know but i like that because it's like that it's just like and i was really feeling into that this this past week just like oh yeah it doesn't it's all just a mask it's none of it's real it's like cool man like all right you're the head of whatever you've done this and that it's like you know you die at the end still right right? right. you know yeah and there's a level of freedom in that it's just like oh cool who cares you know yeah there's a lot of like my (laughs) dad's business you know a lot of like uh like um, uh vocationism could we call it that Mm, where you're like mm. you know bigotry towards somebody's job you know there's a lot of like looking hatred towards like the custodian you know and my dad there's this girl that was so mean to like my dad and like you know freaking the worker that he got hired and she's like i'm just gonna fire you guys 
she was like would do nothing except for just like call her family and like walk around the building and look for dust at work for the state some people are and like she psychotic, was like telling yeah. my dad she wanted my dad to start like cleaning their like parking lots for free and stuff and she's like where i'm a public servant paul yeah i'm a public servant yeah, you know, yeah. i just like she is embracing that just like i'm right. a person of the like she was so freaking important it's like yeah. dude you make like 18 bucks an hour yeah your inflation of importance nobody knows you even exist in this city you're probably doing a really bad job yeah like the city of santa fe is like not ran well <laughs> at all our freaking right, lights yeah. don't even work you know yeah. and it's just like get gain perspective and right like, Jesus, but, freaking take the plank out of your eye before <laughs> taking the splinter out we of We got this episode's Jesus quoted. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Check your shit, man. Check yeah, your yeah, shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny because it's like, I mean, we, we just cling to, you know, fucking anything we can find. We latch on to. We cling to it. And it's just like, just just stop. Just let go of everything. Right. You know? Right. Just let go. It's so much more peaceful. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, but there are degrees, though, right? To letting go of things. Oh, sure. Well, what do you mean? There are degrees. Uh, So, uh, if you let go of something, then you are... Sometimes you subsequently are letting go of something that you're trying to achieve. So, like, sure. security or, like, a home or a family or, or you know, the ability to go for a walk with, like, a loved one or, like, have a relationship or something like that. You could be sacrificing that ability to do that by saying, well, I'm just going to let go of everything. Like, I'm letting go of my job and this and that. Mm forever you know and then what happens while you can't then attain like you'll never well okay but you're gonna have to be eating beans and rice and like gonna be hanging out with like some like old white dudes for the rest of your life and like you know like it's a give and take you know what i'm saying just like a priest who are these old white guys what do you I'm just like, assuming that's who goes to Zendos uh, in yeah, America. Sure, you know? sure. sure. Uh, well, probably yeah, you're not, not like a yeah. Hispanic dude. Right, like right, John right. Padilla's not yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Um, Which actually, that's a. I, I want to respond to what you're saying about the Leco thing. No, but then I'm also curious what's with that? How come in the sort of like, I don't know, like everyone who's like, not everyone, but a lot of the majority of people who are exploring these kind of Eastern religions and spiritualities, meditation in the US. It's generally white people. What's with that? Is that because, is that because, you know, uh, I don't know, white people just don't have their own culture, so they latch onto other ones? Is it because, um, I don't know, what is that? What, what's going on with that? I think white people very much have a culture. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I mean, like a more if like traditional wanna, if culture. If you want to hit like, it from like a critical race perspective, then it's a death. Well, what's your perspective? I don't care about. What do you think? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of Christianity, right? I mean, among you know, black communities, brown communities, there's a lot of Christianity for sure. I think that there is a level of exoticization. Okay. 
you know, which which goes with the colonial complex. Right. Um, and then you're able to, like, you know, then be, then take charge of an Eastern thought or religion, you know, and then by doing so, Westernizing it by just being like, oh shit, now this is a, this is a white, uh, heterotopia. Yeah. Of just white men. It's no longer like a multicultural experience, you know thus the doctrine being getting lost you know and that's like Mm. that's like a big issue with like american christianity too is they just Mm. turn into white heterotopias yeah and it's like this is a middle eastern religion you know but yet it's ran by all white men right right and it's like and then there's a disconnect there and then it's then becomes just like every other white heterotopia you know yeah which, by the way, we should read that article. That's super interesting. Uh, Foucault's white header. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool to talk about the one on the show. We should do that, bro. Like, we, we should. We should. Yeah, because we've done movies. It'd be cool to like share an article, like Foucault article, and talk about that. That'd right. be really cool. I, I would say, though, that it'd be short-sighted to say that there's not just a genuine like uh, cultural calling to seek out other, you know uh thoughts experiences you know ideas yeah. uh sort of like being an adventurer you know yeah, sure. being able to like have coming from a tradition of of, of branching out to to, to right. the unknown you know right and and that's not necessarily a bad thing you yeah. know and and if you gain something good out of it well then that's you know that's great as long as you're not hurting anybody else not sure yeah it, you know? Yeah. And I guess to answer my own question, because I'm literally experiencing this right now, right? Practicing Zen and white guy in America. Well, one, I mean, Zen is, I mean, Buddhism itself has always been pretty mobile and multicultural. Like it started in India, then made its way up to China, which then it made its way over to Japan. And then you get this mix of, uh, of, um buddhism and taoism and that becomes zen and then you have korean zen and then they eventually make their way to the u.s and then and now you're seeing you know american zen which is still relatively new develop and so i mean it's always it's always kind of moved around a lot i mean christianity too i mean all this stuff is pretty mobile you know i don't think there's any like white religion sure, black sure, religion sure. It's, it's all yeah, very there's, mobile there's Jehovah's yeah. Witness religions and uh, congregations and like Russia and shit right know, right exactly yeah. yeah yeah um there would you there is something else to say that it's much easier to be just be like this is a zen temple I'm your leader and like I'm a zen master and like let's do all this this shit that I read about without repercussion like mm. in 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 uh in like an american religion if i opened up like a catholic church yeah it would get closed down like by the roman right. catholic exactly diocese or whatever <laughs> exactly like, yeah. and like the state would uphold it because i'd be yeah. like in copyright infringement right and they could sue me and stuff oh interesting yeah. You know, and like, or like if I tried to opening up like Jehovah Witness Kingdom Hall with their literature or something, they would literally sue me. Like, right. Yeah. They shut you down. They shut, shut me you down out, immediately. Yeah. 
Right. You know, and I'd have to come up with a new name and everything, and it just wouldn't be it. Right. Whereas, like, in America, I could just be like, this is the the thing Luton Tang freaking Zen yeah. Buddhism temple on 2nd Street. Right sure. Next yeah, to my yeah, yeah. Brewery. Well, it depends. And I'm going to yeah. be the leader of it. Right. And it's going to cost this much. There are, know. yeah, there are people who do that, which is actually seems pretty abusive, but traditional zen like it's actually very 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 um consistent with with its lineage which is which is actually something i really admire about it where it's um i mean these teachers can trace back you know literally a thousand years of teachers so it will be like i was i was taught by this person and they were taught by that person and that person and that person and so on for literally a thousand years you know which is and that and that's to you know ensure that there is some sort of like i guess cohesion there you know lineage cohesion to to pretty much try and defend against um i don't know fucking jim bob the the meditation (laughs) teacher you know which which you know that which still goes on there is but but then it's hard to like fact check probably in some instances and then in some instances yeah there's a lot of zen temples that they they just don't mention that you know yeah at all and it depends i mean people do like, get taken advantage of yeah temples well i i guess the main re- one main reason i'm bringing this up too is because sure. it was on npr the other day remember oh, really? i was telling you that there's like this like huge like wave of like white men becoming like zen masters of temples like mm. temples Oh wow! And they're like, well, it's like the shaman. They're thing. not always yeah. always bad, but a lot right. of them are like hooking up with all the girls yeah. and like you know, of course. And it's like the shaman thing, you know. And that's the thing. It's like, in the, okay, in the Zen tradition, like uh, my teacher who I'm working with told me she was like, she was like, you don't try to become a Zen teacher. It's like if you're if if anyone's like you know trying to self-proclaim like i'm working on becoming a zen teacher it's just like that's not how it works it's like you if anything you get sort of like summoned by the community when the community thinks you're ready to to start teaching you know which is a bit different it's kind of like the closer to like the reluctant leader sort of thing where it's like there's a need for a teacher in a community asks you to step up you're not you're not coming in there full of ego trying to climb the institutional ladder you know and i'm people do i'm sure it gets messy is it always a hierarchy though ultimately like the person that does get chosen it's not like oh actually it's ruthie who's like 29 you know yeah 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 it's always like the chick that was their second longest oh yeah definitely which is also like makes sense like i want to you know the woman i'm learning from she's 83 years old i mean i'd rather learn from her than i don't know someone who's you know 30 years old in second street in santa fe or whatever it's hierarchical though you know oh yeah yeah. there's a hierarchy but at the same time i do respect the woman's um what she's learned over the past 83 years you know right and so is there a hierarchy there yes there is but i also respect that you know yeah. Unless he didn't like that person, which is very possible, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, now you think everybody's pretty cool. But then, like, you know, years down the road, I've seen this happen, like, Christian religions. Well, mm. then you just, like, 
Pam doesn't like Tom and like right, you sure. know and like yeah yeah know, and that happens in Eastern religion. Oh yeah, obviously. definitely, definitely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's just something yeah. that goes down, you know. And then if like it's human beings, you yeah. know, Debbie, who you don't really like, is like yeah. next up in line. Debbie at sucks. Your temple, temple would be like, ah, oh, Debbie. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I guess. She's like cool. Debbie, shit, bro. I don't want Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> she runs the worst. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, which inevitably happens. I mean, there's there's going to be hierarchy everywhere, and that's just sort of part of human nature. And, and I don't know. I feel like it's just checking in with our own experiences, too, you know, if it's like... Because you can tell. You can tell when someone's full of shit, you know? Sure, sure. Or even just looking in the mirror and being like, man, I've been really my mind's been all messed up and I keep thinking that this person's going to like give me the answer. That's probably not a good space to be in, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. You don't want that to ever be the space that you're in. Yeah. Space. Yeah. Just got to look to Bashar, man. You just got to look to Bashar. <laughs> Channel <laughs> Daryl. We want Daryl on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, get over here. <laughs> so have had some epiphanies. It was 11-11. Yeah. It was 11-11, yeah. <laughs> Twin Flames. Twin Flames, the baby. The uniting yeah. of the universe. Beautiful. So if everybody feels... Exactly. One and one. Yeah, bro. It's the dark crystal. The the unity shall come of the dark and the light, right? Right, right. Yeah. What was sundered and undone will be whole again. Exactly. Yeah. You're on the left-hand path. I'm on the right-hand path, right? Right, right. Was it the other way around? Right. <laughs> it's always a, a vice versa. Yeah, know? yeah. I don't know. Patience. I feel like I feel like I finally, like I feel grounded in 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 Earth in space. Good. Of course, Capricorn very like Earth symbol. You know, man of the dirt. It is Earth. Yeah, but the image is a uh, sea goat. Right, right. It's kind of confusing. Right. Why is it? It is confusing. Yeah. yeah, what's that about? I don't know. I think it has something to do with the stars, the astrological pattern, yeah. astronomical pattern. Right, right. But, uh, you know, not drinking much anymore, just like some coffee, some water, sobriety, single. Nice. Oh, yeah. Freaking, you know, getting back to the gym. Nice. Um, cleaning it out. Cleaning it out, working out, eating better, cooking a lot. Yeah. I've, like, got new pots and pans. Freaking, oh, nice. It's been great cooking in them, you know. I've had, I had pans I had since I was, like, a teenager, man, when yeah. I first moved out, you know. Yeah, just like, why that, do yeah. I have this pan? Right. You know, and just, like, adulting, kind of. It's been good and, like, being responsible and having a really good time with D. Like, Dalton was gone for two weeks. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that threw me into an exist existential crisis for sure, you yeah. know, and became single that week and everything, you know. Right, right. We don't have to get into that, but but check this out. Singleness brings me, and, you know, for a lot of people, they need to be in relationships. They need to sure. be, can't wake up not with somebody by their side, you know, whatever. But that's them, you know, that's not everybody. Like, singleness mm -hmm. brings me, like, a weird nostalgia. Hmm. Like, I'm, like, at a museum or something. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm a kid again. Like, I can, huh. like, like, a fresh slate of, like, being able to, like, you know, like, clean my house and, like, 
the people I may meet and, and, and the things I may do. And like, I can really like dedicate time to things like astrophysics and, <laughs> and writing a new novel, <laughs> the time stone, you know, yeah. and, uh, being great father, etc. Freaking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, just sort of an awakening to the self, which has been good, which has been good. And not so, and really relieving myself too of other duties that, that, that I feel, I don't want to burn myself out. Like I told, I sent everybody a picture of Jimmy Carter. I'm not going to be the president anymore at the college. (laughs) One term. I love that you sent a picture of Jimmy Carter in the email. Like one term, bro, I'm done. (laughs) Him fly fishing. I was like, I'm going back to the river, man. Go back to the river. Um, um, I was going to do a, uh, was thinking about doing, you know, was going to be on this union negotiating team, but I just don't have the time, you know, and yeah. I'm still the chair and I have to like be family man. I got to think about myself too, you know, just being happy now in my older mm-hmm. age and, and post school and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. me and Hagrid hanging out, going for walks. Yeah. It's honestly like nostalgia for the moment as always yeah 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 that's what it is it's all about being present yeah relationships are hard man i mean they're definitely um they push you you know you grow a lot learn a lot you know i feel like uh it's kind of like like part of the idea of doing the zen session the retreat week is like that you're always bumping into yourself you know, you're seeing your edge, you're figuring out like, where are my trigger points? Where, what do I get caught on? You know? And then ideally release that. But I feel like that's relationship too. It's just like getting caught, getting triggered, getting into patterns and trying to get out of them. And it's, it's, I think there's a way in which it can uh, elevate one another, you know, but then there's also a way in which it can be, uh, I mean, it depends on the, the match and the people there's a way in which it can you know drag each other down you know right, it depends right. on the the dynamic but sure. yeah yeah they're tough man and i i was like saying <laughs> this freaking uh jessica simpson she posted a picture jessica of herself simpson. who's that in? she's like a singer from right the from Ots, like the yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I don't she think posted I've a picture of herself like six years ago you know yeah and uh, i know random as fuck but she posted a picture of herself six years ago and she's like busted, like gained a bunch of weight. She didn't even uh-huh. look like herself. Just like yeah. she literally looked like Jessica a Simpson. Walmart chick. <laughs> I don't know. Just oh, wow. Like, and she was like six. She, and then she posted a picture of her recently. So hot back to Jessica Simpson, just like freaking gorgeous, you know? And, uh, Oh wait. So she went through a cycle. She was like, Right like good looking jessica simpson and then like walmart jessica right. simpson and, and now, now she's, back, she's to, back to hot jessica simpson nice good job jessica Je- yes great job <laughs> she's inspired me <laughs> oh cool and oh. really like how old is she she's got to be like 40s or something sure sure uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah probably a gen gen z gen gen z yeah gen xer yeah i like gen x i like gen x yeah they're relaxed, you know. They're pretty relaxed, yeah. Right, right. They seem to have a good, like, man, you know. Yeah, they're not, like, insane, like, millennials and Gen Z, but they're also not, like, um, they're not boomers either, you know. They're, right. like, they're, like, a nice in-between. Yeah. 
Yeah. They have like a good existence for most of their life. Yeah, like, yeah. They're like pretty stable people. I like the job. Back to the Future. Like good Steven job, Spielberg Jessica Spielberg Good generation. job, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but she was saying that that you know she stopped drinking six years ago is what happened. Oh, cool. She was drinking Hell yeah. What, what, I love she that. said yeah. she wanted to she wanted to feel the pain. She wanted to experience the pain because you know. Even Wait, like she was running from the, from pain, the pain? Yeah, all of the pain in her drinking life. Drinking yeah. and then, oh, Because, you know, you have a few, you're like stressed, you have a few beers. Mm. And the next thing you know, yeah, you're taking out, yeah. it easy, listening to the Eagles, having a good time, which is cool, but not yeah. all the time. Taking you know? it easy, listening to the Eagles. <laughs> and that's yeah. the thing, you know, you could, like I was saying earlier, we got to like live with our pain like i would never want to like never not have be, live in a world where there is oh no that's what you meant okay all, you know oh i see what you're or saying. suffering and and she like wanted to live with it and uh and she said that she needed to break a cycle and that's another thing that can happen with like the millennial you know you get into a cycle where it's like shit i need to do something about this and then whatever then you like you know get pretty buzzed with your friends a few days out of the week three get tired go to sleep don't hang out don't hang out and then you know you're back at the at the problem again three four days later and then you're like shit sober and then you're like fuck i guess i'll get some more beers or whatever three three days later it's this cycle yeah you know and breaking cycles i think is a is a great thing to do especially Mm -hmm. in unhealthy ones you know yeah yeah even the healthy ones break cycles whatever it's fun you know you actually even the healthy ones there's an epiphany from the zendo this week was um yes let's get to that your your mind is constantly trying to get you caught up right and then the idea is i guess if there's a goal it's not the right wording but if there's a goal it's to um kind of like break past uh your conceptual thinking because the idea is that sort of like your conceptualization of everything around you actually keeps you from contacting something deeply and truly you know right so to be philosophical about it okay i look at that table over there and actually this is almost like platonic forms but like i can't um view that table without the concept in my head of table Right, right right i see a table i have ideas about what a table is what i'm to do with a table all these things right but then you quiet the mind through meditation quiet the mind quiet the mind until the mind gets so subtle and deep and that you're fully present in the moment that's the idea that now you're just absorbing the images in front of you and it's no longer a table or the concept of table now it's just a thing that's existing there in front of you right um that you can use as a table or if you want to be really creative i mean this is duchamp right i mean you know who is taking a uh, what do you take a um a urinal and then turned it upside down and called it a water fountain which is you know it's just a joke but but also the idea that you know it's very like postmodern thinking the idea that you're projecting con- concepts onto a thing and then by removing those concepts now you're free to turn the thing into whatever you want to to approach it creatively and i think that's true of our life situations too because even when i have like concepts that feel good or 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 positive seeming cycles it's still a concept it's still a cycle it's still imprisoning my experience somehow because i'm not um 
releasing or engaging freely with the thing in front of me right even if i have this like you know uh, positive cycle or positive habit forms or something like that or ones that are just pleasurable or whatever so then i real i knew that about bad ones you know of course you want to break bad cycles right that one's pretty obvious but like like oh no you actually want to break ones that feel good too so my mind would get like excited with all these like ideas and things then i'd get caught up in that and then i realized oh that feels good these positive ideas but they're catching me as much as the negative ideas are so you know it's on one hand i'm depressed everything sucks blah 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 that's the negative cycle right the positive cycle is very hopeful like oh my god who knows what the future can have there's so much potential in the world all this stuff but then that too is just a concept right so then you release that good or bad cycles that's the that was the insight that it's good ones too that i want to release and then and then that allows you to freely engage with the thing in front of you so the table whether it's a good table or a bad table now it's just a thing that exists and i can engage with it creatively would you say that Buddhism is against ambition? Mm, no, it's it's against false ambition, but it's also against false laziness. So that's to say it's more about authenticity. So if if you have someone who's, I don't know, wants to become CEO of this big ass company, whatever, and that's and they're doing that because they have this like deep need to uh to satisfy their internalized authority figures right and it's coming from that place it's not coming from their true authentic self but it's coming from this like neurotic need to please other people or whatever whatever it needs to be or they're scared so they're going they're going to attach themselves to success in order to feel bigger that's bullshit right but then if someone is authentically, you know, I'm going to peel back some layers and then it turns out that I authentically want some serious success, but I've been afraid of pursuing it. Great. And, you know, fine, wonderful. Go do that. If your authentic truth is to be president of the United States in a positive way, wonderful. And if Buddhism can help someone get there, great, you know. So I don't think it's against ambition. I think it's against falsity and ambition in our culture culture and society i do think ambition tends to be coming from a place of falsity but there are people that ambition comes from a place of like deep deep truth where they are just like built to succeed in some heavy ways and that's that's great that's really cool when someone gets to do that you know my relationship to ambition is like oh now i don't i don't have any ambition i have zero (laughs) ambitions Which feels good, though. I love that. Like, I, I fuck ambitions. I don't care. You know? So, but that's right now. But that also might talk about creatively engaging with the space in front of you. And that's because I am I got burnt out from work and I was tired for a long time. And right, right. now I'm coming out of that. And maybe... And you did art for a few years, you know? Yeah, so you worked like, really hard at art for a while. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I, and who knows if in six months from now I feel really refreshed and I'm like, hell yeah, let's go conquer the world. Right. That's what I'll do if it's coming from a place of authenticity. Okay. But if my authentic self is like, um, and you can feel it, you know, it's like, it's like, hey, you need to have no ambitions right now and actually just continue to breathe and relax. 
that's what I'll do, you know, that's okay. Right. So, right, right. I w- yeah, I wouldn't say it's anti-ambition. That's yeah. a good question, though. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Essentially, it's a it's a tool to always keep perspective, you know, on what you're doing and how you're doing it. Pretty much, yeah. To keep an authentic, you know, goal or purpose in mind. Yeah, yeah. To find a genuine outcome it's all just genuine outcomes you know and even like the uh okay relationships right i mean you know some people genuinely are just relationship people and that's great you know and other people are genuinely uh really really scared of being alone and then that's what pushes them towards relationship which is then more falsity so you know i don't know it's just that's all right right like it i i think it opinion here but i think it doesn't matter at all what we're actually doing like the form that what we're doing takes i don't think it matters at all i mean you know within reason if you're not murdering people and shit but like what you're actually doing doesn't fucking matter there's eight billion people in the world but what does matter is that what you're doing is coming from a place of authenticity right right i think you know and that's it yeah yeah yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, which is good. Would you say Western religion has that same goal in mind for their followers? Depends. Uh, generally, no. I think, in my experience, this could you know could be true of Eastern ones as well, for sure. But, um. No, I think it's more about preserving the institution. I think it's more about an institution recreating and reifying itself than it is about actually um, releasing people of freedom, essentially, you know? Right, right. Um, but it depends on who you talk to. I started reading Thomas Merton. I've, very, I've read more Christian stuff at the Zendo than I have Zen stuff. I actually don't like Zen. I think it's really dumb. Um Christianity is way more fascinating to me, which is kind of hilarious. But uh, so I've been reading more Christian stuff than I have Buddhist stuff. And um, and also culturally, it just resonates. So Buddhist stuff doesn't resonate with me culturally. It just mm, doesn't. Mm. Uh, the culture, it's not my culture. You right, know? right. Um, but the Christian stuff is the culture I come from. So it's like I actually enjoy the imagery more in right, Christian right. stuff. Um or feel more at home in it. Right. I could see, dude, I could see myself. <laughs> Jesus to Jesus. Jesus to Jesus, bro. <laughs> I could see myself at some point even leaving Buddhism and go fucking join a Christian uh, friary or some shit. No, I'm probably not going to do Monastery, that. Monastery, yeah. But, so I was reading Thomas Merton, who's like a, uh, there's a reference to him in uh, in, in uh, First Reformed. Ethan Hawke, bro. Ethan Hawke loves Jared to Jared, by the way. He does. I talked yeah. to him the other day. Oh, nice, <laughs> he nice, like, nice. He finally returned uh, our dude, emails. I just, I just love Jared to Jared. Oh, it's just such a good podcast. <laughs> dude, he probably felt so cool. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that blurb that we have from, from Ethan Hawke about the <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> So great that we but but you mentioned yeah. Thomas Merton in uh, First Reformed, his character is like sitting there reading Thomas Merton or something. But Thomas Merton was a, a Christian mystic, so he has one book that's fucking sick called uh, "The Wisdom of the Desert," and it's about these uh, these fourth century, yeah, fourth I think third fourth century um, Christian mystics who and who were just 
were leaving the society. They were wandering into the desert because they were fed up. They like looked at their society and they were like, this is disgusting what's happening. I mean, they were fed up. They're, they were like, this is a complete wreckage. This is insane what's going on. Not so different from what we're experiencing now, right? Uh, so these these men and women just like wandered into the desert and then actually did meditation and just sat there quietly for a long ass time and then we're having uh visions of 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 god and stuff like that so they're actually doing uh meditation practice uh so thomas merton writes about that and he's like very uh anti-institutional and he's like he's like the institute it's not about the church the church is fucking trash it's about god and the church only matters insofar as it's expressing God and lately it hasn't been and all this kind of stuff. It's pretty cool, you know? Um, so it depends on who you talk to. If you're talking to one of these, like, you know, more mystical kind of Christian types, I, I think, I think there's, uh, I don't know, some cool things going on there, right. but I think generally in my experience, it was more about the, uh, institution and something to latch on to right then it was about releasing and letting go into freedom right right of the void you know? well and then you know christianity especially there's a lot of eastern influence in it oh sure I it's all the same like shit. noah or so one of them was right. was actually you know more from the asian province than he was from like the middle yeah. east you know yeah so. yeah yeah um yeah well that's why i say we look to our own religions to understand uh alien religions you know because alien <laughs> religions are probably based on civilization and society yeah. too yeah. you know that's gonna be a big part of dreams of jirga that was one of the original dreams for dreams of jirga is that it was gonna be mainly focused on the religions yeah that we're on jirga you know that's cool that's and that's really cool. that's kind of like frank herbert-esque too, right definitely the, like definitely. dune you know sci-fi um, gets very spiritualistic yeah for sure. very very um but if man i'd like to how foundations made science a religion later Mm. And the scientist, you know, played by uh, Jared Harris. I have predicted the end of the world. He, (laughs) previously on Foundations, (laughs) he, uh, you know, he becomes like this Jesus Christ figure. Mm. And he's just a mathematician that figured out the Tesseract, you know. Oh, cool. And uh, That's really rad. And they're setting up like new villages, reconstructing the village post-apocalyptic because he predicted the end of the world, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and the foundations are villages, you know, the foundations. And like science becomes this religion and there's actually like prophets of the foundation who think of him, you know, as Mm. like this like mystical Jesus Christ bring sort of person, you know, and they, it's their job to go out and preach like apostles about the foundation and the science, you know, and that could Mm. be a a one big part of like future religions or, or alien religions. Cause when you do have a profound, say they're more advanced than we are, when you do have a profound understanding of the scientific well, that influences the spiritual. And then we then can, you know, manipulate or 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 imagine a god or gods or creators that are beyond, 
you know what has been what has been thought of or prophesied in the village about because now it's not just the village it's the civilization it's the space it's future right Mm. it's galactic spirituality it's galactic spirituality man (laughs) (laughs) i like that let's go galactic spirituality (laughs) i'm sold i'm in it's nice let's start it it. Ooh, it's time it's It's this is our religion we're starting it this is it. time galactic galacticism We'll be the original fathers of galacticism. Galacticism, Jared, Jared, Jared. salt pillars of us. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. Made of computer chips. Yeah. All right, listeners, come to uh, our first church meeting. It's going to be in the Santa Fe Plaza. Every galacticism week. every week. <laughs> we'll just have the monastery, you know. We're accepting donations. We're going to build the monastery. We're going to build the monastery. But it's also going to be like a planetarium. Our followers are called the Lotex as well. The Lotex, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, the Lotex. We're starting a planetarium. Yeah. And that's where the our meetings will be held. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Galactus is yeah. I feel like I've been like looking for something you know? yeah and i think this too. is it me this too. is the a yeah. project something that yeah. i care about too. yeah like a life a legacy something project a lifelong to, yeah right. something to contribute barbara to. streisand said something interesting on cbs <laughs> sunday morning <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> but she felt in her memoir that she when looking back she earned her place she she earned her place to live to live she earned her right to live that's fucking bullshit and What's you that earn mean? your 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 because it's fucking, that's not something you have to earn yeah because it's, it's something like and, and she was saying like all all the like, barbara sounds like a and, deeply and, injured and, person that's like <laughs> well sure but right, well go on go on wait, wait but the like uh you know her fame and stuff too you know sure. she wanted to live up to that like yeah, you sure. know but there's something to that is is <laughs> freaking thinking of Jim Bob now the trailer. Uh, there's something to to uh, appreciating that we're alive. Yeah. And 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 a legacy project, being able to earn your right to have lived, you know, because so many pe- so many sperm and freaking instances of death and stuff. People aren't allowed. To, we don't live. It's so rare. We're one in one hundred quadzillion oh, yeah. to be oh, yeah. alive right now. Yeah, it's it's this shouldn't be it, happening. There's something right? cool yeah. to that. To be like, yeah. hey, I freaking like you know, I didn't waste my life. Like, yeah, I, statistically, I we shouldn't be here. I like yeah. had. I I earned my right to be alive. You know, and like maybe it's just yeah. that framing I don't like because I I definitely appreciate the like like I came here and I did what I was supposed to do and I think that's that's huge. You right, know, that's right, beautiful. Right. Um, but I don't think you have to earn your right to be alive. Actually, I think that's a really damaging perspective. You know, where it's like I I think that's one of the things that a lot of us suffer from is this idea that like we uh, we're undeserving. We don't. Sure. We don't have this inherent humanistic worth that we're, you right. know, we have to prove to someone else. Who, who, who are we even, who, who is she earning? Who is Barbara Streisand earning her right to live from? Well, who is giving that to her, her fame? Sure, but everybody who didn't live a or wasn't allowed to live died early, etc. And to herself, most importantly, because we don't want to waste a life even the reason why I went to school for 15 years to be a doctor is so I could earn my life, you know, earn a place to be like, Mm. 
I did good for myself and I'm happy with my life. Yeah. The reason you're going to the Zendo is so you can, you know, have a a life or earn a better life. You want to come down to like what's bad and you want to heal yourself, right? So you can have a good life or else not earn it or else you'll waste your life. You know, and part of earning a good life is being healthy and taking care of yourself. And yeah, you know, maybe it's the word "earn" that's doing throwing well. me off. I don't know because I because on one hand I'm Plus like, I'm like yeah, it's Barbara Streisand. Barbara, I've been old bad watching. We we CBS need Sunday morning. We need to get a um, we need to get a quote from Barbara Streisand about the pod. We do, we do. Yeah, yeah. So listen, Barbara Streisand. You know, I love Jared to Jared. <laughs> I love Jared to Jared. And a put a bar of bread and butter. <laughs> Don't rain on my parade. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that was awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah, that that uh, yeah, that threw me off. <laughs> Freaking the playbill, but uh, you know Broadway. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, ultimately, yeah, I think you know, I think it's cool to you know have to work towards a better life or whatever to or to you know build something. Well, All that stuff is that's, wonderful. That's I think I'm just coming from a place of like humanistic work. You know, when we're you know? when we're old too, is to be like, hey, uh, I did good, or I, I, mm. you know, had I treated people well, or you know, Carver's thing was, I can say I was beloved, and and I, I loved and was beloved, you know, and uh, it's still holding on. That's still like, I don't know. I guess sense of, yeah, I need to, you know. I mean, we want to be satisfied kind of at the end, don't you? God, I this mean, is, you don't want to be like at what when you're dying, be like, shit, I freaking wasted all my time. Like, no, no, but I think it's drinking beers and freaking like yeah. being single and like you know. Yeah, I think it's. Well, you know, I'm coming out of sitting quietly for twelve hours a day, just but like, it's neither. You know, it's it's at least for me. You know, it's like the like it seems like that seems like a binary. You know, down, being on the deathbed. This is a cool conversation, actually. Sure. Like, what's your... We're on the deathbed right now. We're on the deathbed right now. Okay. Let's... Okay. okay. Jared with an A is on the deathbed, <laughs> lying By there. By the way, yeah, old man, be over there because my face, and you should be on... Anyways. No, it's like the yin-yang, man. It's <laughs> the, uh, right? It's the, the, the little exactly. circles, and then exactly. the big circles. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Which, and the oh, words, it's really too, funny. Jared with an E, right. since it's at the top, it should be implying the person on the this side. Oh, huh. Yeah, that's it's true, actually. Yeah, we're, we're all yin yang yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. But when Jared with an A is on his... Infinity uh, symbol. On his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> is on his deathbed. And just thinking in terms of satisfaction. Was I satisfied with my life or was I not? Starting now, I feel like this perspective is shifting. But, okay, there's one side of that where I'm lying there going... I didn't do what I was supposed to do and, and I'm dissatisfied and upset right no and then you know just the hand of death just whoosh, pulls me out into the void right and then there's the side that's like man I really did what I was supposed to do I did it you know I did it I did it and then the hand of death whoosh, you know I feel like there's still like a uh I don't know, concepts, going back to the concept thing, it feels like a concept, you know? It's like, so when I'm on my deathbed, 
We'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't want... Maybe I won't die. I don't want... Maybe it won't be a bad. I don't want the dissatisfaction or the satisfaction. I want to be so just there with it. I just want to be... The table's not a table. It's, it's just is isness, suchness, right? That I'm just sitting there. Ah. And then there's no, you know, because it's all done. It doesn't exist anymore. It's in the past. Yeah, I lived for 80 years and that's sure it was a, good, but it doesn't so exist anymore. Though. That's that's dehumanizing yourself. No, I don't think so. That's literally being a rabbit robot. No, that's no, like no, a, no. Not, not, I'm not talking about disassociation. Okay. Yeah, it's something different. It's because to me uh, that seems like a, what was that sure. that that the pleasant girls or something? It was like a robot movie where like all the women in the town were like robots. Uh, <laughs> where it's uh, just like yeah. you like there's no like regret. There's no happiness. There's no empathy. Yeah, there's no, I no hear table. you saying, man. It's That's just, soma. That's soma. Yeah, I'm dead. You yeah, know? no, like, I hear you. And saying. it's just like, well, don't, what about your family and st- yeah, shit? Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, see, that I feel like. The way I'm thinking of this, that's like, you know, you know, Soma from Brave New World. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Have you read that one, Brave New World? I don't think so. Actually, part of it takes place in New Mexico, but that, mm. it's the Aldous Huxley one and it's, um. Maybe. Memory flooding. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I feel like you have, it's, it's yeah. definitely, like, you're a freaking literature this? PhD. Yeah. Like you've definitely read Brave New World, but whatever. Anyway, it's, um, uh, Aldous Huxley came out in like 1930 something. It's, it's a dystopian vision of the world. Right. Okay. And like. Um, part of it is it's dystopia through pleasure. That's part of it where all of these people are on Soma, which is this drug that, you know, just induces super happy feelings all the time, whatever, constantly. Um, and, and they're, they're encouraged to be constantly having sex with one another. Um, so it's, it's, it's dystopia through pleasure, all right? Where it's, everyone's like constantly in a state of pleasure, soma <laughs> soma having sex all this stuff but then they're pretty dead inside they're you know they're illiterate they you know they're no one's aware at all you know they're all selfish all that shit so um they're all controlled by you know the mass mass government and corporate structure and stuff like that that's taking advantage of absolutely everyone but they're not seeing it because they're you know, encouraged to just exist in a state of pleasure constantly. Right, right. 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 So I, Soma is like, you know, that's the robot thing. That's the like, like, everything's fine. You know, no, right, that's not right, what I'm talking right, about. Right. I'm not talking yeah, about everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Actually, I feel like that could be the, I'm so satisfied with how I lived my life. That could be coming from a place of defense, defense, sure, sure, rationalization. Sure, sure. I, so I don't know. It's like a, uh, not diso- not disassociation, but also not satisfaction and not dissatisfaction. But I don't know. I, d- I haven't died yet. I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> well, think, what, what's your I, I think that picture? at the moment of death, we don't, we're no, we don't care. We just don't want to die. Yeah, yeah. I feel Everybody like, yeah, I've sure. talked to, I don't yeah. care how Zen or Christian sure, they yeah. are. They are scared at the moment of death. Like yeah. when the heart attack is happening, they're like, I don't want to die, you know, because yeah. it's fucking scary. Is that you know? something we should guard against? You just against? can't avoid that, you know. Yeah. No, what do we do with that? It's is inevitable. that just, we just accept it's it as just part of it? It just yeah. happens, you know. Open to the fear. Freaked out. Yeah. And then it ends just like all things and we're fine and we're relieved of that and we get to go to sleep, you know. Whatever right. happens later, we don't know. Yeah. Um, what we do know is we don't come back here. I don't. 
you know, um, if we do, we don't, we're not allowed to contact, you know, sure. or like come and hang out and like, God, that'd be so sick, bro. Yeah. I wish like, that'd be so fucking cool. That's like my, one of my dreams for this lifetime is to know. Okay. Here's a crazy story from the Zen like teacher. Bill Cosby movie. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a story, you know, however you want to interpret it, that's fine. Real, not real. I don't even care if it's real or not real. It's a cool story. Okay. So she says that she remembers a past life where she was in somewhere in northern New Mexico, right? Way back, way back. She's a young woman being chased by these two men, right? And she's, like, running up a hill and then, like, tries to hide near in, like, a ditch or something, and then there's a snake in there, and the snake bites her, right? And and then she she said, she goes, and I saw the hill where that happened, and I was like, what the hell? I was like, really? She goes, yeah. She's like, I was driving one day or something and, you know, pulled over in the spot, whatever, and happened to see this spot. And she was like, she was like, I had a flash of like memory and like knew that that was the hill where that happened. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But man, that I, in my life, I would fucking love to whatever, you know, proof, not proof. Who cares? Would love to run into a spot where I'm just like, oh, yeah, that was my apartment from three lifetimes ago, <laughs> you know? I think that would just be so... Oh, right, right. Like, if... Or put it this way. If we fully had, like, the uh, verifiable capacity to do that and go visit past life spots, sure, that if that's the awesome. cosmology of the world... That's some sci-fi shit, yeah. For that sure. would be so fun. Right, right. For sure. Yeah, it'd be really fun. Just like all religions, you know, they're really like fantastical because yeah. it would be like magical and fun. Like Jonah oh, was yeah. eaten by a whale for three days right, and then yeah. spit up yeah. at the bottom of the ocean. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's however, part of why I like religions. Let's, let's just like... say that she's right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The, well, there'd still be ramifications as to how we end each life and how we live it. What do you mean? Even if we come back and live again, reincarnated, we'll never ever be Jared in 2023 again. Sure, yeah. You know, so it, yeah, this is temporary. Yeah. for uh-huh. this temporary state that we're in. So right. might as well, I think, make it worthwhile. I don't like the word. Oh, de- yeah, either, absolutely. But, yeah, sure. You, know. you want to do what you came yeah. here to do. And I think there's something to say about genuine regrets. I think that sure. there's people sure. that like abandoned their kids or totally, something, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, gave up on something that was very important to them. Like, I don't know, a job or right, a wife right, or right. whatever it is. Yeah. And at the end of their life, maybe not on, at the moment of death, but the past, <laughs> like when it's like you're yeah, going to, you're old that. and going to die. Yeah. You fucking regret just like shit, man. That really sucks. And of course, everybody has regrets, but I think there's levels. Yeah. Here's a Jesus story for you. (laughs) Jesus to Jesus, man. Can we call this episode Jesus to Jesus? This is Jesus to Jesus for sure. I'm changing all episodes. Oh my God. Let's just change the show. Jesus (laughs) to Jesus, man. Jesus. That's the name of the church. All right. So I remember in high school hearing this story and I was fucking pissed. I I thought it was the dumbest shit ever. I got so upset when I heard this story. So, okay, Jesus crucified on the cross, whatever, right? (laughs) 
and there's the uh, two thieves, right? Or like thieves and murderers, whatever the hell they were, on either side of them. So it's like, right, you right. know, G- Jesus of Nazareth in the middle. And then on his left and his right, two thieves, say, mm-hmm. right? And um, bad dudes, you know, not just like stolen apple from the market, you know, because they're hungry, like piece of shit dudes. Right, did some real right. shitty things, right? So one of them... Um, in the telling of the story is, uh, you know, they're like that, you know, that's Jesus next to you. Right. And he's just like, I don't fucking care. I'm being crucified. And the dude dies and goes to hell or something. Uh, and then the dude on the other side of, of Jesus, <laughs> I feel like you're looking at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking how much we should become Christian mystics. <laughs> Galacticism, Jesus, Jesus Galacticism. Galacticism. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> no, no, so, I'm with you though. Yeah. So the then the guys, the two yeah. guys, one goes to hell and then one goes sure, to heaven, right? Sure. And the reason that the one went to heaven was because in the last moment, right. in the very last moment, he accepted Christ, right? right, as a savior or whatever. In the very last moment, he saw, right. And then and then he dies and goes well, and they have that dialogue too, right? What's the, what's that part? Where the one of the guys is like, "Why don't you, if you're the son of God, why don't you take us down?" You know, okay, you yeah, yourself, right, you know? right, yeah. And Jesus said, "That's like, right, don't that was, don't that's pretty cool, yeah. tempt God or whatever the hell right. the hell it was." And then the other guy was like. So cool, you know. Don't worry, dog. Like everything's gonna be all right, 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 right. Or the other one was like, "Can you like forgive me for my sins?" You know, or yeah, something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. And he was like, "Believe me, this day you will be with me in heaven." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The other guy goes straight to hell. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Goes to heaven. Yeah. Wonderful. So the do I remember hearing that in high school in like yeah. theology class, and I was pissed. I was like, "Wait." So you're telling me that this guy who was like a fucking murderer, rapist, piece of shit, because the very last moment, you know, believe, you know, accepts Christ or whatever right, and gets right. to go rock and roll in heaven, man. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I felt offended by that. I was like, where's the justice in that? Right. That's right. a bullshit story, man. I hate that. Right. You know, but now when I'm looking at it on my deathbed. I think I want to be that guy, actually. <laughs> I want to be the dude. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> not the murder part. I want to look, do it I, my way. And fucking... No, I'm not saying that part, but the death moment where he, where he's like, see, I'm, I'll put in these terms because okay. reading biblical stories for me makes more sense when rather than Christ, I think of like Christ consciousness or awakening to use a Buddhist term. So I think of it not as, um, you know, okay, this guy horrible his whole life, whatever. And then at the last moment had an awakening experience where he, where he lets go of all of the shit, all the stuff, and then becomes free of his stuff and then gets to go rocking in heaven. Right. And I'm kind of like, huh? Okay. I think I think that sounds pretty good. All right, laying on the deathbed, going, oh, I see, I, I get it. Doom, boom, gone. You know. Right, right. So, 
a lifelong journey. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's make that do. I the, don't know. Uh, I always find myself head the, of, of galacticism to be the. I want to be the guy on the side, the curmudgeon <laughs> on the side. Well, that's why we're look for Jared to Jared, 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 I believe in you, Jesus. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive, I'll be like, forgive you. You don't even know this guy. You don't even know this guy, bro. This is stupid. This guy, yo, this guy can save us right oh now. God. He's not doing anything about so it. This dumb. is exploitation. This is right. Yeah. But see, this that's that's humane. why the yin yang is balanced because neither right. of those sides are correct. Right. Right. They're both correct. What it's, is correct you know, is it's, the exactly. whole thing is unjust. Unless like you were right when you were younger. I actually don't think I was right when I was younger. I think you were. Okay. It's just you know, <laughs> you can't My high go school around self murdering happy and raping people, uh, and then yeah. at the last minute be like, "Hey, this guy could be the savior. <laughs> Save me, man." And then you can't be like a good like father, rational yeah. dude, gave to the temple. Yeah, and, sure, like, sure. Got into an argument one time with your like auntie and was like, No, Jesus is really cool. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, dude, get us down. <laughs> yeah, you're a yeah. fucking magical being. You're right. the son of God. You're a unicorn, bro. What the fuck? Like, you're talking all that you literally just said, like, like you you renounce God, like the father, like, come on, dude, get us down. Let's go. Get us down. I heard you made wine, water and wine, bread, freaking fish. Come on, there's a couple German soldiers, <laughs> Roman soldiers here. Let's look at so Jesus, funny. you know. That guy's yeah, going sure. to hell. He's just like, you know, he's for a Seinfeld character. He's just like a Jewish guy. <laughs> well, I think the... Okay, high school Jared. We'll, we'll invite yeah. high school Jared into Jared and Jared here, right? Right. That'd be so... See, even that, like, if we could just, like, in through the door walks my, like, 16-year-old self. Right, right. That'd be so cool. That would be cool. I'd want to hang out that'd with my That'd be so self, interesting. Yeah. I'd yeah. tell him to calm down, but... Right, right. yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's cool, man. I'll check out. <laughs> but freaking... Oh, God, I lost my train of thought because of that idea. Okay, so we invite high school Jared and 16-year-old uh, Jared with an A comes in, right? And he offers this argument, you know, just like, that's trash, man. There's so much injustice in that. What the hell, you know? That's that's so shitty. And I get that argument, and, and my heart goes out to this child because my child. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, my yeah. heart goes out to him because right, right. <laughs> my heart goes out to him because it's like he's a sensitive kid, man. You know, and he's like, the world is so fucking cruel, and you're telling me that there's no justice. Then that that this guy just gets off the hook, like just because he brown nosed Jesus at the end, you know. Oh uh, yeah, you're. To- I totally love you. Uh, you know, sorry, Christ. And then now he's like, "Oh, cool, you get to go to heaven now." Right. That's a, that's offensive. That's so shitty, you know. But I would also say, like, I think there's a. Uh, I think it's not a shift of for the for the thief or whatever. I think it's not so much a shift of uh, of his words or intellect there i think it's a, a state of being like when i say the christ consciousness thing i think it's like a state of being you know yeah like i give one more example like sure, uh sure. c.s lewis wrote this book the great divorce so good recommend it um the title is a response to william blake's marriage of heaven and hell which is just a really cool 
thing. Nice. Anyway, so it's uh, C.S. Lewis's. Uh, it's allegorical. It's not what he actually believed would happen, but it's an idea of an illustration of what happens after you die. So all these people uh, are they're living in this like purgatory town. Essentially, you get on a bus, and the bus takes them up to this like island floating in the sky. Essentially, right. And they get up there, and then there's these angel beings who are there to greet them. And all the angel beings are pretty much like enlightened figures from your life who went through the purgatory realm and whatever, right? So uh, there's, you know, you get up there, and then you see like I don't know your uh, homie or whatever, and then and then and then I'm trying to think of an example. So there's one of like I don't know, like a couple or something who you know there's all cheating and fighting and all this stuff. They had a very poor relationship throughout their marriage and whatever. So um, the woman goes up there, you know, and then the the husband figure is like kind of there waiting for her because he died way earlier, so he's been through this process, and he's this light being, right? And she gets up there and she's like still hanging on she's still pissed about the stuff that happened back on earth she's like she's like do you know what you fucking put me through do you know what you did to me the injustice right and then he's like this light being who's just like i know i get it and i have compassion for you but that was back on earth and if you just can let go of that you can come also just be a light being it's it's okay whatever happened you know, I'm sorry, but it's 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 over now, and you can just come be a light being with us, right? And she's, but you fucking, you owe me, you did this, like, this fucking happened, this happened, right? And she's still hanging on to all this stuff, right? And she's right. The guy was a piece of shit, right? But there, she's hanging on, and that's actually keeping her from going off and being a light being, whereas this, this guy, he's... Uh, released it you know he released the stuff he processed it released it let it go you know made his penance and gets to go be a light being so i think it's like a this uh thief figure on the cross it's like it's like a state of being almost you know it's Mm. like he released whatever he was hanging on to there you know which he has the right to do too right right even a murderer can you know have uh release and forgiveness of self and all this stuff which sounds heavy and crazy you know it's like you can't jesus love thy enemy you know yeah 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 love thy neighbor yeah um i think there is something to say about letting go of things forgiving and forget yeah else you drive yourself mad and i think that's that's what i'm like yeah this is what i don't like about all religion eastern western just human religion in general even galacticism I love Galacticism <laughs> for this <laughs> primary reason is we're earthy, baby. We're very earthy. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's becoming human is what Galacticism is. And it is. What, what, it is. what uh, religions do, organized religions, is it's a dehumanizing project. Like the light yeah. being or becoming, you know, uh, finding Nirvana or entering the paradise earth or entering heaven you always have to let go of what makes you human in order to accept or be included into some like higher existence what makes you human then what like what it like 
because I'm a little bit unclear there. Like, what's the stuff that okay, that so the religion's instance, asking you to let go of? That's actually the stuff that makes you human. What, so what are you referring instance, to? Like, uh, so like the feeling of you know in in your particular example, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis. Yeah, the feeling of injustice. You know, and 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 what is right and what is wrong. And mm-hmm. when you're wronged, that wrong being righted through justice. Yeah, you know the word and the and the and and the action is there for a reason. You know, and mm-hmm. and it's very much human and okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Not to have to communicate, commune, and live with and in the same ideology as somebody who's hurt you. Yeah, extreme. Sure. Oh, sure. In yeah, yeah. Of fashion. Yeah. There's that example, and then in like the the Jehovah Witness thing, like the Paradise Earth. It's like, well, you know, there will be a resurrection of of uh, of the holy and and also the uh, the believers and the non-believers. But those who are wicked will die yeah. forever. And uh, these could be your family, your children, anything like that. You know, people that were straight up against God. And when the idea of wicked is very loose, mm. you know, it could just be you're not Christian, you know. Yeah. And uh, but when you become go into paradise, there's a scripture in Revelation that says, and he wiped out every tear from their eyes love that That's and sorrow way. from there and and mm-hmm. and pain will be no more there'll be no more suffering the former things have passed away mm-hmm. that scripture frightens me it's mm-hmm. always frightened me i would never want to live in an existence where i could not grieve the death of my daughter mm-hmm. anymore there would be no light being There'd be nothing light or happy or loving about that. Mm. Letting go of my sorrow for my daughter that didn't make it into a paradise for the fear of all of eternity. Mm. That's terrible. That's a cult to me. That's 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 something that I don't want to be a part of. Like a spiritual galacticism story, love story for me. Is when a white being says you need to just give up your humanity or your sorrow or your pain or your death or or your you know hatred yeah. towards some, and then come live with us naked in this world where everybody's happy and there's literally no fighting, there's no drama, there's no climax, there's no overcoming. Yeah, you just are. That that's that's how to me. Mm. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, because it's not human. Hmm. becoming human is is embracing our 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 experience our emotions you Hmm. know and just like i said you know (laughs) the trailer like and i repeated to somebody else today just like i'm just experiencing my life now i'm no longer trying to figure figuring it out yeah great yeah because that now i'm living with less regrets yeah good yeah that that's great and like I th- and you, we get to pick ultimately, right? I mean, I think you actually do get to pick. Like, do you, I mean in the C.S. Lewis, you know, rendition of the story? I mean, the the woman in that example, she gets to pick if she wants to hold on to the injustice of the thing and in that cosmology, hang out, waiting around, or not even a cosmology in that creative illustration of an idea of what happens after death. 
by C.S. Lewis. Sure. Um, if that woman wants to hang around waiting for justice to be served, which in that example, I don't even know what it would look like, but like um, hang around waiting for justice to be served, she can do that. That's, an, that's a choice. And actually in the story, a lot of them do just get back on the bus and go back because they're like, this is dumb. This is ridiculous. I want my justice, right? They, I feel wronged or whatever it is. They go back. And then others stick around and they're like, um, they're like, start letting go of, you know, okay, well, you know, okay, such and such a thing happened and I was really hurt over it, but it happened back in the earth realm and it's actually just keeping me from feeling satisfied. So I'm just gonna, you know, start letting go of it. So I think it's, I I think it's ultimately a choice. Like you kind of get to do, you do get to kind of pick your reality in that way. And it's tough, you know, I don't have the, you know, I have no idea how I'd react to, you know, I don't know. Like I have, I've heard stories, you know, like Ramtas tells a story about like a, a bereaved woman, her husband, the good relationship, husband dies, whatever. And, and this woman had done so much spiritual practice, meditation practice in her life that the guy dies and they're older, you know, it wasn't a tragic, super tragic thing. Uh, the guy dies and she was just like she was like yeah i'm she's like i miss him and there's loss but that's just it's the course of life and okay whatever and it's it's weird because on one hand that does sound like disassociation right it's like what the fuck's wrong with you that you're not actually feeling your feelings that's like that sounds really intense and weird and comfortable and i don't like that um but I don't know. There's this thing of just like, okay, or, or you know, the other response could be like, he shouldn't have died. Why'd this happen to me? And all this stuff, which is also just like, it's like, damn, you're clinging now. And now it's just like, it's, it's, it's about your relationship to yourself, you know? And it's like, right. you know, are you going to let go or not? I think and it's, it's kind of the, the idea. But, of the yin and the yang. It's a, like the key distinction there is that she still had it yeah she still knew i've been grieving for the loss of my husband you know sure yeah it was there right it's not this weird reality where you literally don't even remember that dude no that's yeah that's weird that's yeah Uh we're talking now getting into charlie kaufman's realm of 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 eternal sunshine for the spotless oh okay cool yeah i like that you're fighting to keep the pain of loss of the person that you loved, your girlfriend, right, whatever right. it is, the yeah. memories, you know. Yeah. And yes, you get over it and you move on and you do the, but they make us who we are. It's becoming sure. human. Yeah. It's who we are. Is having those things yeah. a part of us, you know. It's interesting. I would yeah. never want to give that up. I would sure. never want to like be mm. in a nirvana state where I don't feel compassion or anger or happiness or love towards the people that i love or or my environment or my dog or or whatever sure yeah oh yeah totally because the world is beautiful dude hagrid's a beautiful creature that's dehumanizing yourself right i see what you're saying yeah Yeah. that's interesting yeah and in in my own experience and this is much lighter stuff i'm not talking about you know death of whatever people or you know this is much lighter stuff that i'm working on in these you know meditation things but like sure Uh, these small examples of just like uh i don't know like 
okay, high school, Jared, 16 years old, like I felt like an outcast, right? right a lot of right. people in high school do, right? High school sucks. Um, felt like an outcast. That hurt. That sucked. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's moments of that that I remember, you know, and moments of loneliness, all these things. And I don't know, there, there, as you know, a couple months ago, there's more tension there, like internally. And it's not like I was carrying this around, you know, telling everyone about how high school is kind of tough or something like that. You know, it's not like hyper neurotic. Like I said, it's a very light example, but, um, there, you know, there's some tension there that's just like, man, high school kind of fucking sucked and I have good memories from it too. But like, um, that sucks and they're oh god you know oh god damn it like it would have been so much nicer if i had a nicer time you know whatever and but but i as i've kind of like loosened up on that and let go of that it's like whatever i don't care i'm 32 like I'm, <laughs> that, that literally 16 year old me is right, half of right, my right. lifetime ago sure Sure. Do I have painful memories of, you know, stuff from youth? Like, yeah, of course, everyone does, you know, but am I holding on to it as much? Um, no, you know, I'm not completely let go of it, but but it's like getting looser and it's like, oh, OK, some shit happened, but that's that's OK. You know, it's like eh, life happens, you know, and that's fine. Would like would it make me more human if I was like, but this is what happened and the, ah, this is my story. It's who I am. Or is it nicer for me to just be like, yeah, that should happen, but like, eh, I'm 13 now, whatever. It's like right, totally right. different realm. That's back on the earth realm. Now I'm in the light realm. What, 30s, they're cool, you know? Which do I want? You know, I want the one that's just like loosened up on that stuff because it's sure, just like, I want to sure. carry that around, you know? Sure. Such and such a person did this to me when I was 11. And it's like, bro, fuck, who cares? Jesus right, Christ. Right, like, right. let go of that shit, you know? And again, which is healthy and it's fine. But yeah. I think. But not like a racing memory or something. Like you know, they don't they they see religion or the religions that they're in, and they construct it for their own benefit. You know, and I'm not trying to make that sound bad or sure, but it's just like you know, Mormonism or whatever. Just like cool, it's good for me because I'm like you know, have a lot of friends and blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, a lot of people do displace family. Gave me a a job, you know, at his hardware store, and that's pretty cool. Brother Jim Bob, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you're really like a follower, according to the books, yeah, they don't even know what they're signing up for. Yeah, you know, like most people, like most Christians, never even read the Bible. Like the one book we've talked about this before, you know, and. and uh and uh and when you really look at it it's like holy shit what am i signing up for you know where it's like cool this like christian thing is good it's like help me stop drinking or whatever for some people just in an example you know yeah sure but if you are like really okay i truly truly believe in this and I'm truly going to go to what the book says they want the end goal. Yeah. Most of them are frightening, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like literally like, <laughs> yeah, like this is good. Like, Oh, cool. Like, 
you know, not gaining perspective on loss and whatever. This is how we get rid of PTSD, whatever. That's fine, you know. Like a lot of people pray that aren't even Christians just right. because it like, yeah, gives sure. you a moment to meditate, yeah. whatever. But if you're literally like get down to the like Ted Cruz level or the like some oh, dude fuck, the, yeah, in the like yeah. Asia level that right. we don't know the the Asian Ted Cruz level, yeah, the Asian Ted Cruz, yeah, or like literally like you know, yeah. Nirvana or Kevin or yeah. Paradise, yeah, no, those people are assholes. There's, yeah. the the idea is completely dehumanized. Right, it, it, it's like you have to become something that isn't human and that's why it's always mm, a separation okay. of yeah, the god space totally, or totally. like a different space than what you're already in you know yeah which is which we're in a human space you know and, right and, and, right and if right you really got down to like i want to go to paradise you have to dehumanize yourself Mm. no more pain you're always going to be happy in paradise yeah yeah i see yeah yes you'll be like jonah and get new kids but you won't <laughs> grieve your old ones you know well, that's, that's a weird cool. story too and it's just one, like, yeah, but... you know or like nirvana that you know yeah, you're yeah. not going to be sad but listen though you're going to be sitting by yourself and forest for yeah. the rest of your life and you're not going to yeah. have a human life anymore you you you're not going to be human anymore. Right, that's what you're saying. It's yeah. a dehumanizing And paradise, project, too. You know, paradise, heaven, yeah. whatever it is. Well, paradise, yeah, whatever. Paradise, heaven, nirvana. I mean, those are all concepts also. So if I'm talking about, like, releasing right. concepts in order to, you know, be in the, uh, I don't know, reality right in front of you or something, um, be in the present moment, all that, it's like, well, the idea of paradise or nirvana or heaven, whatever you think you're working for in the future, uh, that's also just concepts and actually keeping you from a sense of presence, you know, because then right, it's, right, right. well, I'm working towards nirvana. Right. Well, you missed the point then, right, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Or, yeah, and I mean, people, you need fucking Ted Cruz or whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, that's like absurd shit, which right, unfortunately right, right. is pretty common, but. Sure. You know, sure. Or, like, I, I can't remember if I told this one on the pod, but, um, like, I met this woman once in, like, a Buddhist context where she was um, saying how she was, like, raised as a Christian. Um, I don't remember which de- denomination, but she was raised Christian and her family's Christian and, and, um, Christianity's so shitty, blah, blah, blah. And now she's a Buddhist and Buddhism really gets it. And she's a Buddhist and now she's right, friends right, with right. Buddhists. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, you know, I, I, just, I just didn't really say anything in response, but you know, I was, I was just like, you missed it. You really missed the point because all you're doing is displacing, you know, and, and all your Christian shit onto Buddhist shit. Now it's like, you, you, you're just, you're just exchanging, you know, one for the other. Right, your, right. You know. I got a funny story for you. Yeah. So this guy was, like, showed up to, like, when we were younger, like, Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, and single dude, whatever. Yeah. Kind of, like, weird, like, isolated white dude, like, kind of, like, socially awkward. Yeah. Would always, like, scratch his balls all the time. <laughs> and me and Dion would always make fun of him, like, scratching his balls. Hey, pal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... So this guy, he he marries like you know one of the like you know, you know I don't know, freaking I don't know marries one of the sisters in the congregation, right? Yeah. 
it was not it wasn't like the most educated or whatever it kind of came from like lower class harder like background yeah he marries her and has a couple kids with her so anyways one night this guy and Jehovah's witnesses they believe 144,000 human beings will go up into heaven Such only 144,000 yeah it's 12 times 12 144 yeah it is right I think so that's yeah. probably why they it's come, 12 like the disciples and, and they shit. come up well they have their they're all, it's, it's all according to numbers and calendars yeah they're you like know, big they into have, numerology if you ask them yeah they yeah. like wow they said this on this date and according to the Gregorian calendar yeah it's dumb this yeah. many people and anyways <laughs> Like all religions, it's all fantasy, and you have to believe. Well, sure, and, yeah, and, yeah. And you're pretty much just you like have deep in the Harry Potter, Harry Potter world, exactly. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, and that's why Tolkien and and yeah. C.S. Lewis were so yeah. into religion because you know their books were just like religion, right? That's, that's cool. Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, um, so. <laughs> So the, the that whole concept, it's 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 so ridiculous, you know. Once you really get into it, yeah, it's yeah. so wrong and just like. Wait. So what about the ball? Like scratcher all the hundred and forty-four thousand, they'd all be dead by now. Blah blah blah. Yeah, Anyways. yeah, yeah. So in order to become one, you you just have to have they say like a, a visiting. You get visited by God somehow like an angel or something and one thing about the Jehovah's Witnesses is you're not allowed to question it it's like scriptural or something okay. you're not allowed to question so any Joe Schmo could just go in and be like I'm part of 144,000 and then you get to like drink of the wine and eat of the bread at the Jesus memorial yeah everybody else just passes it right yeah so this dude works for my dad just like the ball scratcher guy one day has epiphany visited by an angel you know well michael the archangel and freaking cool. told him he is one of 144,000. he did know? it he yeah. made it yeah oh yeah dude was only like you know late 20s or like early yeah. 30s just kind of weird you know it didn't cool. like fit the bill yeah because like everybody else is like from world war Two, and yeah sure like they have some know, sort of like kind of like yeah the purpose status triangle, within the community the, yeah exactly, uh-huh. yeah right. just like the zen thing they're like yeah. have eldership and right, like they're older right, right. and they've yeah. been there forever and you know right so this dude like you know insane <laughs> he thinks so now he's like people are oh, like oh, all right you know okay yeah and it like comes with a social status but now everybody thought this dude was crazy now they'd have to like kind of respect him but then everybody's like yeah right this guy yeah you know when really yeah right anybody you know yeah sure yeah so anyways he like gave gave talks became like a priest and an elder and everything leaves the religion somehow something gets stumbled (laughs) i don't know leaves the jehovah's witnesses freaking takes his family with him goes and finds like an extreme orthodox church like in white rock a jewish church judaism orthodox judaism speaking hebrew and shit freaking and now the guy's a rabbi whoa he's just making his rounds he's right (laughs) 
sort of like the thing that you were saying earlier, just like, cool, yeah, now sure. I'm like Buddhist. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. the Buddhist. It's yeah. like, now I'm a Jewish god. I'm yeah. like, eat hummus, man. Like, well, hey, you know. man, I'm going to the uh, Christian monastery once I'm done at the Zen one. Yeah, I'm going to. Pacos, man, New Mexico. Oh, that's true. That, that's the, uh, that's what are those dudes make, called? Uh, that's where they Trappist. Make. Ooh. The Trappist monks, right? Those dudes. They make the beer or something. They make the uh, monk sale, yeah. Yeah, monk sale. Cool. I'll go make some monk sale. For I love walking around that monastery. I'd love beautiful. to make some monastery ale. Monastery lake. Yeah. We can meet up there to do the pod. We should both go, dude. Let's both go. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> I want to start our own monastery is what I want to do. Gal- well, the Galactus the is a monastery. Monas- yeah. monastery, yeah. Yeah. The great thing about the Galactic Monastery is you can build it in your mind. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah. how about this though? We have to build it in people's minds for them. <laughs> well, there's always the, there's always the like the guides or the professors of the of the galactic you know truth. We gotta write a Bible essentially, our own you know Quran. Yeah. yeah. That's what we'll write, and this is what we'll talk about. By the way, do you know that Doctor Jordan Peterson? He's kind of like contentious, like character in pop culture. Yeah, he pretty much just like got sort of famous because he says shit about trans people. That's like kind of his thing, right? Yeah, and he was not necessarily. I think he got canceled for that. He right. got more like famous for like you know his, I don't know, historical philosophical. Oh really? Like oh, he's like an actual scholar then. Like, yeah, he's like an actual doctor and okay. he's like a professor. I think he might still be. Right yeah, there. somewhere in Canada or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. So anyways, he's coming out with this 16-episode deep dive into Exodus. Yeah. And it sounds really cool. That does sound cool. And, like, you know, deconstructing it. And him and Bill Maher were talking just, like, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of what we're saying. Like, the Bible is literature and, like, theology. Bro, I'm going to go back to school for fucking religious studies. That'd be cool. We should get into a theological program. Let's do it, bro. Theologists. Freaking, uh. They would love us. They would love us. Jesus to Jesus. A lot of Christian doctors. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. That'd be cool. <laughs> we should become Christian mystics. Yeah. And we should do an episode <laughs> on one of the one of the like gospels or something like that. That'd yeah. Be cool. Yeah. Like actually yeah. do a, like uh, a deep, deep dive yeah, yeah, into yeah, uh, yeah. whatever, you know, Revelation or some shit. Right. Exactly. That'd be weird. Yeah. So down. Huh. Well, shit, man. It was good to be back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In person episode. Cool. So you're gonna be freeing up a little bit more than this next few weeks. Yeah, the next cool. uh like retreat week, silence week is uh first week of December. Cool, cool. So pretty much like for the rest of November I'm uh nice. I'll be around, you know. We'll get in the killers of Flowers Moon review Hell yeah. we've Let's been do it. meeting the audience has been waiting for that since They've been waiting. New England folk tales. Yeah. So they've been waiting i feel like that's like an un like an open strand of time we need to close i don't know if you oh the yeah yeah, i know i do yeah like the ending of that episode and going like having fun together and like having some beers or going and watching that movie yeah it's like a karmic uh like we need to close the portal yeah like a weird low-key thing we have to close the portal and actually get to it dying or something On behalf of the Jareds, thank you for listening. Follow and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. The Jareds will be back next week, and always remember, work like you don't need the money. 
Love like you've never been hurt, and dance like nobody's watching. Until next time. Now on YouTube.